0: (laughs) this week on erotic awakening sexy truth of air, formal bdsm and rambling
1: along we'd like to thank our latest patreon supporter soren
0: thank you soren we enjoy creating and recording these podcasts and hope you enjoy listening to them
1: when you become our patron it gives us the chance to apply more energy to being native for
0: as little as a dollar a month you can not only support the podcast but also get access to special content
1: head over to patreon.com at erotic awakening oh really patreon.com slash erotic awakening to take a look at the options
0: and regardless thank you and enjoy the show
1: hi don hi dan so welcome to erotic awakening an exploration of all things erotic if you are offended by adult topics or prohibited by law we recommend you stop listening right now and you
0: may want to stop listening right now regardless (laughs) we are 467 (laughs) episodes in and all over the place for those that were watching us on youtube just a couple of minutes ago sorry had to try that again, but yeah. it looks like everything is recording we, just fine now.
1: We weren't getting any sound on our end, so no. we had to had to redo everything. And so. as, as
0: much as we like listening to ourselves, uh, we didn't want to have to listen to ourselves <laughs> twice on two different recordings.
1: Oh, well, that is true. So, and, and we're here podcasting because we know we skipped last week. We just got so much going on and wanted to have something out there for you guys. So.
0: Yep, Absolutely. Between the formal BDSM party we had last night the how to be a presenter of the weekend before the spanking party coming up next weekend. Spanking party,
1: a spanking party coming up. Oh my gosh. What do we have? Spanking party, consent con, kinky and geeky, BTL. Yeah. My gosh, it's crazy. And uh speaking of beyond the love,
0: last, absolute last chance to get tickets. That puppy is selling out like um, it is selling
1: out. And I think we close off sales regardless in two weeks, but we are right at the number of the last tickets to be sold.
0: Yep. But regardless of our complaining about all the shit we have to do, not we're complaining.
1: Just it ex- sounds like it ex-
0: sounds like we are. The we're not whiny complaining,
1: bitches. we're just explaining.
0: Exactly. <laughs> um, <laughs> that would be a good name for a podcast. <laughs> we didn't we're just explaining. So, Don, today the we do have a question of the day before we get into our sexy truth or dare, we which do. is coming mm. up in a little bit. Well, you'll find out more about that in okay. a moment. All right. Our question of the day is from Gabriel in 1981. Uh, Dawn, how do you deal with other people in the lifestyle that seem to want to label your relationship?
1: So, Well, I was thinking about it, and I, I wish they had given an example of how this is taking place in their <laughs> life, right? Because for me at this moment, but we've been doing this for like 20 years, I don't worry so much about how people label me or define me. For the most part. But then again, maybe I'm attached to my labels a little bit more than I think. Okay. Because I'm thinking if someone labeled me as a bratty sub Mm -hmm. when I'm a slave or sometimes a power slave, I would probably take offense to that even though I don't want to. Because I don't want to take things personally. How someone else defines me, what someone else thinks of me is supposed to not be my business. Right? But I do try to be pleasant. Sure. And I know I'm a slave because you tell me I am. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> <laughs> and things like that. So I don't know. What do you do with people that try to define you?
0: Well, it's for me, I recognize people are always going to try and define you. It's how they can visualize and how they can lock you into a box that makes them comfortable, True. right? True. The trick is to recognize people are always going to do that. Don't be attached to how they define you. That's their perception. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times what I'll do is I'll respond by saying, that's interesting. Why do you see me like that? Mm -hmm. Um, If people want me to define myself, uh, you know, I'm I'm clear that, well, I define myself this way and they may or may not like it. I may not be, if I define myself as a master or polyamorous or whatever, they may say, well, you don't really meet the criteria in my head. Right. Uh, a, A fun one for me right now is I identify as a Buddhist. Right. Right. And then I show up at a spanking party and they say, well, I don't think Buddhists are supposed to go to spanking parties. Hmm. You respond the same way if people define our relationship in a particular way. You say, well, that's interesting that you think that. Why do you think that? Mm-hmm. I don't care what you think. I don't care that right. that's what you feel. I have to be able to define our relationship, and I have to be understanding of the flexibility of words and language.
1: Mm-hmm. So that's how I deal and, with it. And in this lifestyle, you know, in this in this art community, mm-hmm. you're allowed to define yourself the way you want to. So let's say you're new to the community and you define yourself as a slave. And someone says, oh, no, 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 you're not owned. Therefore, you're a submissive. You can't be a slave. Mm, look at that and look at your heart and see what your heart tells you. Are you a slave? Do you have a slave heart? Then you're a slave. It doesn't matter how they define things. Mm-hmm. It's how you define things. So, you know, okay. that's the way it is. So that that's all I got. So, yeah. and, and if you're new, then it'll get easier as you have more experience in the community, but don't feel like you have to wear other people's labels. So their labels come from their filters and their life and past experience. So mm-hmm. it doesn't necessarily match yours. So use the labels, which work for you.
0: Completely agree. What do you think though? What kind of oh, labels exactly do you true. dig and how do you get stuck on your labels? Head over to our Facebook page, Erotic Awakening Podcast. Oh, one one word. And share your thoughts. You'll see that posted just as soon as this podcast gets posted mm-hmm,
1: it will so <laughs> as soon as i get home <laughs> exactly
0: so Don, as we were talking about earlier we did have the formal event last night
1: we did we're
0: going to save that for a little bit and tell you guys what a formal formal bdsm event is and how it's different from some or other at least events.
1: our formal bdsm event because well the good ones then okay <laughs> yeah yeah so because we haven't been to one like this before this was kind of like the way we do everything, right? We experience a lot of things and we attend a lot of events and we pull this little piece and that little piece and this little piece. And then we add some of our imagination and it comes into something that we want to offer and we want to attend. Mm
0: -hmm. And you'll find out what that is in just a Mm -hmm. moment.
1: First, we have to
0: acknowledge our good friend, Daju Gray. (laughs)
1: who is now our good friend because they are
0: the random erotic awakening Instagram follower.
1: Oh, and we do try to get pictures out there. Did you post the one of, um, our dinner the other night.
0: I did go us going out to dinner the nice yeah, restaurant,
1: the nice Indian restaurant. Mm-hmm. So Indian food. I noticed that I lean into all all of our pictures. I saw that one, and I'm like leaning in. And there's no reason for me to be leaning in. I'm sitting across from the table. No,
0: oh, it makes <laughs> us look cute. I guess I don't know. You can find us on our Instagram uh, as Erotic Awakening. Nice. Uh, And this, we're just going to blast right through, mention some new subscribers real quick before we get into some sexy truth or dare. Nice. We've got
1: Mozart in Shades, Denmark. We've got Jim from Hilly, Tennessee. Yep. I think, I don't know if it's like... Hilly is the name of the town, or if he lives in the hills and it's Hilly, Tennessee.
0: I would assume that he just lives in the hills and it's nice yeah, and hilly. Up nice
1: there. and hilly. Tennessee. Unlike
0: flat Ohio and flat Maryland, where we used to live.
1: Yeah, flat. Yeah, that's true. So awesome. So get your EA sh- shout out. Head over to eroticawakening.com and you will find a link to the EA newsletter, which I just wrote myself a note to start scheduling bi monthly. Ooh, so every other month. Every two months. Well, it's more than comes out now. Yes. <laughs> Directed to it monthly and it just doesn't make it.
0: We do have some interesting uh, Patreon stuff coming up in just a moment. I do want to mention we just posted for those of the polyamory band I just posted the beginnings of an article called working from a place of assistance on the patreon site. Oh nice so
1: piece of that maybe in something a little bit bigger
0: We well, yes, yeah, so hopefully so, we get there.
1: So I see that we have a prop down there related to that. We do that's gonna be awesome and then Before we get that we've got tentacles
0: did so, we? Yes. I did not see them on our list. So
1: they're, they're like last them? thing on the oh, list. Oh, look at that. So Jay-Z sent me a link and it's called Cephalopod Awareness Day. <laughs> so it's supposed to be a holiday just for me. And um, um, they say, we just won't mention how you celebrate with Georgette. Fair. So Cephalopod Awareness Day. People were showing off their uh, Cephalopod uh, tattoos last night. Oh. So octopus tattoos. And they were pretty amazing. So my next tattoo is going to be grandmother spider on Mm -hmm. my shoulder. And I think I've got that all designed, right? At least in my head. Now it's got to get on paper, but um, there's an octopus in my future somewhere. (laughs) So that would be awesome. Maybe down here? Maybe. Oh yeah. Right down. Right. Yeah. That would be awesome. Mm. That would be awesome. And then Dolly sent me a link to this uh, thing that's happening in Philly. So it's like an old decrepit warehouse building and they've taken Huge purple tentacle, inflatable tentacles. And the tentacles are coming out of the broken windows and like taking over the building. It's actually really cool. I should show you that link. So very cool. That was so that's from our local dolly. And uh yeah, I'm liking that one. It's almost worth a trip to Philly just to see it. Inflatable purple tentacles. <laughs> okay. right. I could see why you, that would make it worth the trip for you. Hey, I like Philly.
0: I do too. We had a great time there. We just ran into somebody from Philly not too long ago, and we were talking about yeah the plate the thing we invent the uh, the event that we presented at up there. We did a book signing oh, sort of thing. Oh, we
1: did a book signing for um uh, started with the P passionals 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 passionate. passionals. Okay, passionals. Yeah, passionals. Wow. So it was um Cali. Callie that runs Passionals in uh, Philly. We were talking to the guy that was here at the space yesterday mm-hmm. giving the fire intensive. Right. So so that was pretty amazing. And we talked a little bit about our uh, Peter Gabriel concert that we did in Philly. More polyamory so, stuff there. Yes. But what a great show that was. That was indeed. All right,
0: Don. time for do Sexy Truth or Dare. Okay, Sexy Truth or Dare. I'm flipping yours over. Okay, so okay, you can't I don't see get it. to see. All right. Now, these first four we're going to do today are just sexy truths.
1: Look at my hair on the video. That's kind of neat with the silver.
0: For, for those listening at home, too bad. Take <laughs> her word for it. It's silver. Uh, Dawn, truth or dare? Well, you don't have a choice. It's all truth. It's all truth. Okay. What sex act would you never do again?
1: Ooh, what sex act would I never do again? Probably fucking on the beach. Too much friction? Too much friction. Too much sand. Oh, my God. Yes. <laughs> you get sand in so many places. <laughs>
0: uh, I would have to go with the getting tied up.
1: Yeah, not good thing.
0: Did not not respond well to that. That was not
1: me, by the way. No, it was not. You figured out you were not into that before hooking up
0: with me. (laughs) Now I recognize time changes, people change, but you asked me what I'm never gonna do again. That's what I'm never gonna do again. Okay. All right. You actually let's go back and forth on this. So you can ask me the next truth or dare, even though they're all the first four gonna be all truths.
1: Okay. What's the least amount of time you've known someone before you've had sex with them?
0: Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. hours i'm gonna have to suggest uh i can't think of what that exact situation would be but i've certainly met people at events now if we're thinking intercourse right you yeah. know what hours hours still counts. still I remember hours
1: because when... i can remember one up in canada oh right on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. russian girl absolutely oh yeah i remember uh, that one was
0: very interesting that was actually <laughs> a very hot scene yeah i am not a big fan of the random hookup for fucking
1: mm-hmm. that was a neat little neat thing to have happen that was neat so um for me i have fucked people that i haven't officially met i've been to swing clubs oh, <laughs> so Yes. <laughs> uh, minutes negative time i don't know <laughs> um all right now, Don. though though oh. usually that's not my thing right? You, I have done swing clubs before I have hooked up with people before I have done the whole random thing before, but only a few times. So usually, I mean, even with big D it was what five dates before we had sex with me and you, we'd known each other for, I don't know, 12 years. And then once we started dating, it was still 11 months. Right. Right. That was for a purpose. And then with the ex-husband, it was probably a couple dates in and with the ex-boyfriend, probably five, six, seven. Well, that was high school, so it was quite a right. few dates before that happened.
0: So, hmm. it, it, again, we as we've talked about before, we have opportunities for random hookups. Fairly we do often.
1: we do, and we rarely take them. But that does not mean they are off the board.
0: Fair enough. Keep that so, in mind,
1: listeners. I am running out of time. I I, I want. <laughs> <laughs> I'm okay with a, a few more hookups. All right, next question. <laughs> okay, I haven't looked. Who?
0: would I be most surprised that you've had a fantasy about a sexual fantasy
1: about? Who would you be the most surprised that I've had a sexual fantasy about? Um, I don't know that I have too many sexual fantasies for actual people, right? Mine are mostly random situations that I find myself in and then just being used Mm -hmm. by faceless people. Um, Wow, see, because it wouldn't surprise you, Rick Springfield, Um, the guys from Supernatural, you know. (laughs) Have you ever read any Supernatural fanfic? No, I haven't, but they actually have an episode on their show where they talk about the fanfic, and it's it's like – dude, don't they know we're brothers? <laughs> sort of thing. <laughs> so they they actually break that wall uh-huh. a little bit and talk about it. But no, I haven't read any. So, I mean, who else? I mean, there's there's plenty of um, movie stars that I've thought yeah, about. But, but would those wouldn't be surprises. Maybe. So, no. I can't think of anybody that would I be think a surprise for you. If
0: anything might surprise you about anyone that I've fantasized about having sex with, it might be... Um, I've fantasized on occasion about a number of exes. Okay. You know, what would it be like to go back to that ex now that I have oh, my new skills?
1: Yeah, but see, that wouldn't surprise you really? either. So, because I've thought about the high school one.
0: So that wouldn't surprise you that I fantasize I... about my exes.
1: Yeah, it would surprise me. Okay. All right. So, then I win. Yeah. But it wouldn't surprise you that I fantasize about the high school one sometimes. No, not at all. Because I was, yeah. I was totally flipped out over him yeah. for a long time. Sure. Sure. <laughs> so, but that would be the only one. I don't want to know which exes. It's okay. okay. It's, it's all right. We don't need to know. <laughs> None but of your exes. Kind of I don't cool. fantasize about any of your exes. Oh, well, that's good. Because okay. we just ran into one last weekend. Yes. Um, <laughs> no. Next. I, I just had a visual. No. Okay. Um. <laughs> um. Uh, right
0: there. Three or four. Four. Okay. I just read it. (laughs) uh,
1: Sorry, I get lost on the other one. What's a sex act most people like that you think is overrated? Oh, I know mine. Um, I don't know about
0: most people like, but prostate massages. Yeah, you know the the. I think that. Seems, to, well, I've never had a prostate massage, so I guess I don't know.
1: Yeah, so don't know. I know mine. I've never I've, had a
0: good prostate massage, mine. <laughs> I mean, maybe just, you know, I need to practice more.
1: You, you just had the exams. Well, I've had the exams for, <laughs> yeah. Um, what is yours? Mine's a 69. Oh, yeah? A lot, And I thought you were going to say that, actually. So um, I'm not much into 69s. I like either or. I like to either be a receiver or a giver. I don't like trying to split my focus on two different things. Mm-hmm. So if I'm giving and then someone's, and then I'm receiving and the receiving is really, really good. I forget to give. So that 69 right. turns into a 68. Cause I forget. And it, and it can <laughs> become is, breath play very quickly. Yes, it can become attention. breath play. You know, it can become head trapped between thighs.
0: I'm going to say the, um, one of them that I feel is overrated, but I've also not experienced is okay. a threesome.
1: You haven't experienced that.
0: I have experienced a threesome. I've had many threesomes. I thought so, but I've not. I don't know that I've had a threesome. Have I, I had a threesome? I was involved in a couple of them. <laughs> have I had a threesome where, if I wasn't there, the the two women for me a threesome would be two chicks. Would still be intimate with each other skillfully or just intimate with each other?
1: Would they probably not? Not the ones I was involved with anyway.
0: Right. So it's not, so So my distinction is
1: contrived. Maybe. I was going to say
0: contrived. It's more about me being with two people at once versus an actual threesome.
1: Well, there was a couple that, um, or at least one person I can think of. Where it was more than that,
0: mm-hmm. but it was
1: about fulfilling fantasies. Right, right. So, yeah. So it was a little more than you just being with two women. There was a lot more going, going on. Sure. <laughs> it was about fulfilling fantasies.
0: Versus a shared – there is shared kink and interest with everybody, but not necessarily a shared passion.
1: True. That's so that's I, what I know. Say. So, And I've only been in – Two threesomes that didn't involve you? Mm-hmm. Three. Mm-hmm. Three. Two of them were with the same other girl, guy and girl, and one was with two guys, an attempted DP.
0: Okay. So at the right. swing club. Yeah, right. I,
1: I'm looking at you because I'm like, you know about these things. <laughs> yes. So I'm just trying to give code words here. And um, so the attempted DP with the two guys, again, trying to fulfill a fantasy. So they wouldn't have hooked up together at all off Mm -hmm. of this or anything like that. And then the one with the guy and girl, I'm totally into it. He's totally into it. She's okay with being a receiver, but not a giver. Mm -hmm. So not completely into it. Me and her would never play on our own, but it was so hot as fuck. Right. Not saying it's not hot as fuck. Yes. But I'm saying it's, it's a,
0: it's something I haven't tried is a, Three somewhere that three people are passionately involved with each other. You
1: have an opportunity for that. You got yeah, I know. I got a little card. Christmas card. <laughs> I was looking at that earlier today, as a matter <laughs> fact. Like, yeah. I'm well aware <laughs> okay, of fact. Okay, so we're on the same page there.
0: <laughs> so last night, Dawn, you and I ended up running a brand new event here at the Columbus Space.
1: We did. It
0: was a different kind of event than we've had here before. Mm hmm. The trick to what we called it was a formal BDSM event. Right. Now we have plenty of BDSM events here at the space. Right. We have Kinky and Geeky here at the space. Love Kinky and Geeky. We have the 120 people show up for a play party, take mm-hmm. over both rooms, have one small social area, and it's all focused on play. Mm-hmm. Fantastic time.
1: But you can – yes, but it's very casual. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. It's very both casual. of those are very casual. Yes. I mean, there's dungeon rules and etiquette that – most people try to follow, mm-hmm. but it's still kind of casual.
0: Yep. To, last night's party had a different theme to it, a, little, a different focus to it. We did have mm-hmm. a big play space, mm-hmm. but we had a social space, which was bigger than our normal social space, and it was right. significant. We took over the space.
1: smaller play area, mm-hmm. which is actually bigger than our normal social space, and turned that into the social space. Right, and we
0: called that the living room,
1: mm-hmm.
0: and we actually had the tone of it set. For service and power exchange, so we had um, people in service running around serving tea. Yes, doing a pampering. To, to space tea team in the and by nature. And you know what? I never said submissives should sit on the floor and mm-hmm. dominant types should sit in couches. Right. But everybody naturally gyrated that way, which is very cool. That's really awesome. the, the tone that we were trying to set. For there that. were some
1: people with their feet propped up on slaves, yes. and you know, as tables and things like that. So that Mm -hmm. was really neat to watch.
0: Yeah, and that was a good tone setter for how this event was different from some of the other events, right? It wasn't that there was top and bottoms. There really wasn't any, although people identify however they want, it wasn't really an event for tops and bottoms to Mm -hmm. play with each other. It was an event for doms and subs, for masters and slaves, for people in power exchange relationships to interact with
1: other people in power exchange relationships in that modality. Yes, So, and it was amazing. So we had the living room, we had the play space, and those were some – we only had like six pieces of furniture out, mm-hmm. right? Because we expected it to be – I think we expected it to be a little more social, mm-hmm. and which it was. So that's why we made the living room bigger. And But the scenes that happened, mm-hmm. they were pretty intense. Yeah.
0: They Not were, only were they – Yeah. In, absolutely, they were intense. And we saw some people play that we've never seen play before. Mm-hmm. We've seen people that come here
1: all the time Yes. who
0: never play.
1: And now they were playing. But this was their environment. Yeah. This, they felt uh, more at home. Mm-hmm. Right? So, whereas. Willing
0: to be vulnerable, willing to be themselves
1: mm-hmm. yep. in the formal setting, whereas they wouldn't in the more casual mm-hmm. kink setting.
0: And then tell people about the submission room.
1: Oh, so we created this thing called the submission room. So, actually, that was your idea. And um, so, what was the social room in the space? We turned into the submission room. So, took all most of the furniture out. We Mm -hmm. had a spanking bench, a couch, a futon laid into a bed, a cage and some chairs. And we had a DM on site and you had to read the rules of the submission room before you were even able to go in. So, and the rules are submissives wear a mask. White means no sex is allowed to be requested. Red means sex is allowed to be requested. The rules are safer sex, no exceptions. And the DM keeps a uh, just a lookout to make sure the safer sex stuff is used, and submissives can go in mm-hmm. there and stand and wait to be told to do yeah. something.
0: Let me twist the way you, pronou- you uh, explain that a little bit.
1: Okay, go ahead. If you
0: are a submissive going into that room, you wear a mask, and anybody yes. in that room can give you a command to do whatever the hell they want. Yes. If you're wearing a red mask, that includes sexual service yes. as well. That is true. Yeah. And so if, the 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 reason I I toned it a little bit differently is just it's the idea that you when you go in there, you're available for service. Not just for your for master or mistress, right. but for anybody in there.
1: Though if you come in with your master or mistress, you mm-hmm. still have to wear a mask, but you're able to say, I mean, no one's going to interrupt you if you're with your master already giving service, Mm -hmm. right? That's just rude. No one's going to do that. But otherwise, if you're not, you're available, but you're allowed to say red. So if I'm standing there waiting for you and you've left me there to go get something or whatever, I'm wearing my mask because I'm in service to someone and that will be you or, you know, ready to do commands. And if someone comes up to me and says, give me a blow job, I know I'm waiting for you. I just say red, Mm -hmm. right? So, and it's no offense to them. It just means I'm not ready right then. Right. So that's, that's the way we did it. If the submissive is wearing a leash, that means she has a dominant that needs to be asked mm-hmm. instead of her. Yep. So.
0: Or you might've, somebody said, you're not wearing a re- leash. You're wearing a red mask. And somebody says, Hey, you give me a blow job. And you might not feel comfortable with that person.
1: Right. And you just say, no, thanks. You yep. say red. Basically. You say red. Yep. No, thanks. And, um. Yeah, so like we saw one master who had two slaves. Mm-hmm. They went in there. They wanted to be in the submission room, so they were both wearing leashes. So yep. leashes and red mask. He got a blowjob and a hand All job. All kinds of, of his, sexy time, you know. So people were able to to look at that.
0: And I actually so, talked to that particular master, and he mm-hmm. said, "Yeah, they're on the leash for the moment. We'll see how it goes. Mm-hmm. You know, at any time and, he could pop those leashes, and yeah, did at some
1: point. And he did at one point. So, and one of them was in there on her own, and you got the.
0: I did. I did. Play with
1: me and her at the same time. So.
0: Yes. And you lost time after time.
1: <sighs> I didn't make any sounds. I was breathing.
0: <sighs>
1: <sighs> That's a sound. That's See, breathing. In
0: formal land. You wouldn't have that oh, tone with yes, me, sir. would you? Yes, sir. <laughs> um, so very neat experience. I, By the way, one of the things that we're going to have to tweak for next time. Yes, sir. Is. If someone's wearing a red mask, you can give them an order to do anything, including sexual service. Mm-hmm. The problem is I found myself somebody would be wearing a red mask. I just walked up and started pawing them. And I was like, oh wait, I still have to make that. It's not negot- it's kind of negotiation. Mm-hmm. Right? It's still this acknowledgement of grabbing consent because you're still saying, I'm gonna do this. Mm-hmm. So that part still has to work out, right? You yeah. can't just start walk up and start pawing somebody. Right. You, you, but you can say, I think I'm going to – I'll paw, um, come over here because I'm going to paw you.
1: Yes, that, that would be the then way to do that. the to interact. Yeah, because then they can – they have that moment to say red instead of already being in the action. Mm-hmm. So sometimes it's a little harder then. Yep. So I'm looking forward to the next one. Mm-hmm. Uh, that's an event that's going to keep going, at least in the that short was, term. That was amazing. People seem to love it. And what should we call that event? I don't know. It's formal BDSM event right now, but you don't want to call it a play party. Right. Because it's not – I like the word formal in it mm-hmm. because people know to dress up. Right. And um, people were looking nice. People, Some oh, people were their leathers.
0: Some people were just in wearing ties. I've never seen tie before. Yep. Very neat. People
1: were wearing gowns or cocktail dresses, mm-hmm. nice little hats. You know, they were all made up. I got to wear my leathers, my boots. Yep. That was nice. A lot of masters wore their covers. Mm. Well. One, two, three, four. I know four. Yeah. I think but that's more than normal, Oh, right? absolutely. You wouldn't that's, that's usually four wear a normal. cover to a king absolutely. party. yeah. So that was nice. So
0: um, we're looking forward to the next one. I hope that you are looking forward to the next one, oh, mm-hmm. podcast listeners. Mm, if you are a me, podcast... I am. Well, I know you are. <laughs> um, if you are a podcast listener and a Patreon supporter, then we will absolutely get you a discount or... As a matter of fact, it's a very limited event.
1: It is. We, we have sold to cap out
0: it this time around, and we keep it as a low number. Um, but we can make an exception for our Patreon supporters. We can do that. All right.
1: We can do that. So, and we do We cap it very low.
0: So, Dawn, uh, we have to go prep before Beyond the Love, and we should probably take our dog for a walk.
1: Oh, she's been home. Yes, a she long, needs a long walk. time. She's been cuddling with the kitty, though.
0: It's sick. I mean, your kink's okay. My kink's okay, but that's weird. That's weird. Bye, Dawn.
1: Bye, Dan.